0: To Sleet Era, Sleet Era, episode four, four yes, wanking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for this episode. You love wanking, so do. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I do love wanking. <laughs> How many times collectively do you think we've been late for work, like because we've been having? <laughs> I'm
1: scared to say because I know
0: people from work listen to this
1: oh, podcast, no. <laughs> but collectively. 200
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably between us do you remember when I ended up having a wank and then I had that massive nap and I was late for an ops meeting (laughs) that I was leading I do remember yeah (laughs) and I had to run in all sweaty and everyone was like what was wrong I was like I fell asleep (laughs) oh my goodness how was your week apart from riding the crimson wave which just kicked you in the ass
1: yeah so I am on my period would you like to hear something fun about my period Okay. <laughs> I don't know when this started, but every time I have my period now, I get this song stuck in my head, and I don't put it there, but it gets stuck in my head. This is head. not what I thought you were going to share. You know the song "My Sharona," the <laughs> one that's like "Never Give It Up, Good Stuff." Would you give me
0: some "My
1: Sharona"? I don't know why, but it gets stuck in my head, but with the word "Sharona" replaced with "vagina." <laughs>
0: My vagina. Yeah,
1: so I'll be like changing
0: my pad, like, never gonna stop. My vagina. vagina. That's like a really cute little pep talk song. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. You know, when they sing to that dog, when they're like, "She's she's so brave. Jeez. My vagina. vagina.
1: <laughs> so that's that's a little silver lining in my periods. Love it. But love it's it. not, it, it's so subconscious, like, I'll just be like, why do I have that song stuck in my head? And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, vaginas.
0: My vagina. <laughs> oh, God, it's in my head. Yeah, I'm hoping that it'll be in everyone's by the end of the episode. Every time we go to the toilet for, like, the rest of the week, I'm just going to go outside the <laughs> door and be like, my vagina. <laughs> no, you should sing your vagina. Your vagina. And then when you have your
1: period, when you have your coil taken out, yeah. then I can sing it to you. Oh, God, I'm And gonna that's what friendship
0: it. is. <laughs> Shall we draw some cards? Yeah, let's do it. I've got the two of... What? Yeah, the two of wands. Yeah, did you not get that? Have you had it before on the podcast? Yeah, I think I had it maybe in the first episode. We didn't do tarot pulls in the first.
1: Maybe it was the first fake episode that we did. Yeah. Well, it w- it was real, but <laughs> <laughs> it was only in our dreams. <laughs> it really
0: happened, Katie. Don't gaslight me it was just chaotic so we yeah. didn't share it
1: <laughs> this makes a lot of sense the two of wands is all about future planning progress and direction essentially what it's saying is focus continue on your path see the big picture and think about the long term use this energy to support your dreams um, and it says set small goals leading up to your bigger goals so you can tangibly mark your progress especially yes. if you're
0: feeling like things are taking a bit long I think that's completely bang on. Yeah, <laughs> this hits so hard. I quit my job because it was horrible.
1: I think the last episode that we did, it was you saying I'm like the weird queer girl at work. That no one likes, yeah. yeah. So since then, Meg has So, my so since quit. then,
0: yeah, I walked. Um, Katie encouraged me to. We met on a lunchtime. I um, had a big cry.
1: <laughs> on this spot on the canal between where we both work. Like, And yeah, you were very upset and... I was just like you could quit you could just not go back you could just do it
0: and then you Um. did
1: Yeah, second job you've persuaded me to quit. That's the energy people want in their
0: lives, I think. Yeah, truly. So this week has been a little stressful, because I've really thrown myself into job applications. It's never fun, and it's really hard to kind of self... I mean, there's the motivation of, I need to live. But to motivate yourself to just constantly do job applications, which is kind of the same process again and again and again, but in kind of different ways. Yeah, and I think... I don't mean this in a really... way but i feel like the motivation to live isn't that
1: encouraging because it's kind of like a like the carrot versus the stick it's more of a like oh if i don't apply for jobs and get a job i'll be sad and something bad will happen it's not fun in the sense of like if i do get this job i'll win a prize like it's like if i get this job i'll get to work gross like
0: unless i get the best job ever which i know i've had some pretty bad experiences (laughs) this year fingers crossed new beginnings got an email about job interview today so
1: and I feel like you've been doing well at setting those small steps I find anyway it's really easy when you're job hunting to get so caught up in the rejections and just feeling like you're not getting anywhere because you can't see the other side of it and i
0: think you've done very well at like keeping yourself motivated and yeah i definitely like towards the end of last week i was messaging you because i was on a real downer but after taking the weekend off cutting myself a bit of fucking slack yeah today felt far more positive i did less applications but i kind of put a bit more effort into them and did more detailed applications which felt better you seem so much happier yeah i'd really gotten into the hole in the last It was a horrible place for anyone. I think after what I went through with my other job this year, I just did not have the energy. I think if this had been the first one, I would have stuck it out for longer. I knew it wasn't going to get any better.
1: I think that's good in that at least from the first one when you were in a bad situation you've learned actually I know that these are the things that I'm not going to take anymore it's yeah. sort of like relationships
0: you know like yeah. the more you're in
1: the more you look for the things that you're like actually and know
0: a lot of the behavior that was coming from one of my colleagues was very similar to my ex's behavior and I have cut that out because I've cut him out of my life and I just thought no I'm not doing this again it's not acceptable it's definitely not acceptable at work but yeah, I know what I deserve, know what I'll accept. Nice. Right, do you want to do yours? Yes. Queen of Wands. Ooh, wands again. The Queen. Yay, you're confident, optimistic, and simply ooze good vibes. Ooh. I'm certainly oozing. <laughs> <laughs> We love a period blood joke on this (laughs) podcast. That seems very relevant Mm -hmm. because I really think since your breakup you've really blossomed. Um, A natural social butterfly, your presence is a delight to be around. When this card appears in your reading, it signals that you are confident and comfortable in your own skin and ready to express yourself fully to the rest of the world. Hmm. A queen of wands might signify a ride or die friend who uplifts you and cares as much about your success as their own. If you are the queen of wands, then relish the fact that you are such a helper. You give others this feeling of security that allows them to go after their goals. You truly want everyone to succeed and care about the community. That's very nice. That is very nice. What I'm getting it from it is how like much you've been supporting me on my job journey yeah. and you're just all good vibes at the moment. You're going on date. Hmm. You've got your cute new queer haircut. Yeah, I am enjoying my new haircut a lot.
1: What I was getting from it was you, (laughs) (laughs) like, the supportive friend being the queen of wands. And I think also it made me think of, um, I think there's been lots of things I've been scared to do before which actually now that i'm thinking about it they are quite often things that i think you've slightly helped in like inspiring me to do back when we first met i did not have dyed hair me and meg look very similar but we looked even more similar back when we both started working at the first place that we met because we also had to wear masks we had sort of the same glasses both were very similar outfits a lot and meg's hair was a dyed pink fringe and i'd kind of always wanted to dye my hair but was always a bit worried about it didn't really know what exactly i wanted to do and you looked enough like me and looked really good with it but i was like oh that would look great on me too but i don't want to seem really weird um and it was something i'd always been really scared to do and i i remember when i did it being like it's just hair Like, it's just, it's okay if it looks shit. Like, it's all right to try and for it to look bad kind of thing. So there was that. Getting the tattoo, again, I'd always Uh, been really, not even scared of doing it, but I think it was something which I'd always been a bit like, I will do it, but when I've lost weight, which I think a lot of people get. And the same with this haircut. I was kind of like, yeah, I'll do cool things with my hair. But once I have lost weight and I feel better in my body. And it's always been in like the back of my head. Yeah. And actually it's been really nice to be like, no, this is my body. And it deserves to look nice and yeah. to feel good Celebrate kind of thing. Body. So yeah, that was kind of what was jumping out at me was kind of like you don't have to wait until this quote-unquote perfect version of yourself to do the things yeah. that you want to. It's not like it was a total revelation. I've obviously come to that conclusion yeah. about things before but I think often with these things you forget and remember and yeah, it's swing between brilliant. them. Yeah. Oh. So in a way you were my queen of wands when it's come Aww. to my fashion choices. You're my
0: queen of wands too when Aww. you tell me to quit my job. <laughs> so the first question that we asked people was how old they were when they first started wanking people start when they start it's like losing your i say in air quotes virginity or like having a sexual experience for mm-hmm. the first time it happens for everyone at really different ages
1: yeah and i think it, some people feel very ashamed that they started early and some mm. people feel very ashamed that they started late it's kind of going back to what we were talking about in the first episode of like there's this imaginary threshold of how much sex is enough mm. and how much is too much and that doesn't exist in real life it's not a number or an age that you can point to yet people still compare themselves to it. it But yes, so the responses were most people it was between ten and eighteen. Then um sort of split was eighteen plus and under ten. When did you first start wanking, Meg?
0: So I went to a nice little cafe today and I made some notes about it. <laughs> I,
1: thought,
0: uh, I thought you were gonna say today. Today. Was like, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, that's a lie. I think I was about fifteen. I had sex for the first time when I was 14, but I didn't know, which is mad because I was having sex, I didn't know what an orgasm was. And then me and my partner broke up. I don't know, it just kind of happened. And then when I figured out I could do it, I was like, Name. How did you feel when it happened?
1: Like were you like, oh my fucking god, or were you like this is amazing? I
0: don't really remember. I remember then when I would have sex with men again, I'd be like, this isn't as good as what I do to myself. There's that great bit in sex education, isn't there, when is it Amy
1: learns to wank?
0: Oh yeah. And
1: and it's just this montage of her wanking in like all these different positions and things, and then I think the next day she tells Curtis, like, I think my clit's gonna fall (laughs) off. Um,
0: But I think a lot of people can relate to that. I know that I can as well. Yeah. I would get home from school every day and my mum would take the dogs out 20 minutes after I got home from school and I knew I had a 30 minute window where no one was in the house. So I think I had a wank every day at four o'clock for like a year. But I was convinced every day Because I have chronic anxiety. That every time I had a wank that something bad was going to happen. Like every episode you say, because I have chronic anxiety. anxiety. (laughs) I'm an anxious bitch. (laughs) Um, But I would always think, oh, something bad's going to happen to me. Or like, I don't know, I'm not going to do well in a test. Or someone I'm seeing is going to break up with me. Or just weird stuff like that. Did you have a sense that it was bad? Yeah, I think so. Because I only knew about boys doing it until I was like nineteen. Yeah, I didn't know that any girls. No one talked about it. It was like if you're a, well, if you're a girl and you masturbated, you were disgusting, and the slut. and vaginas were just icky. Everyone was like, oh yeah, vaginas are gross. <laughs> and, <my> vagina. <laughs> and they had to be hairless, tucked away, and that was that. Yeah, I definitely had a lot of conflicted feelings about it for many years and did that shift at some point i think a bit when i went to uni a few girls like we talked about it a bit but still not hugely and that was when i started discussing it with my ex so not until i was like 1920 and even he was a bit weird about it at first and he used to take the mick out of me a lot be like oh my do you wank all the time? And I'm like, yeah, it's great. But I think definitely seeing stuff on social media with like influencers and sex toys and about female pleasure started to really open the gate. And with one of my old friends, that was the first person I really like in depth talked about wanking with. How was that? Yeah, good. It actually felt good to talk about it and i um talked to her about toys and stuff and she never used those and she started using them with her partner and i think it was a real mm. sexual liberation for her so
1: somebody who i used to work with who was quite a bit older than me she
0: never really knew what
1: enjoyable sex was like she just thought she didn't really like it and i think a lot of people have this experience i think many women have this is a pretty common and thing. she got divorced when she was like late 30s probably and she went to this party hosted by one of her friends and it was one of those like sex toy parties. Oh and, <laughs> and
0: Summer's party. Yeah. Please um, sponsor
1: us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm begging you sponsor us on Summer's please. Send us so many sex toys. <laughs> and she was really blown away because she kind of almost thought it was like a joke but it was kind of this thing of she was just like haha like as if anybody actually uses vibrators like she just had never thought of it as a real thing because the way she'd always seen them spoken about was as a joke not even in a hugely shameful like this is disgusting yeah. way but just
0: oh this is funny it's like that thing when you're a teenager and like you go into one summers and someone will like push you into the back bit and then mm-hmm. one out. basically all of these other women were like oh i have one like this maybe
1: i'll get and she suddenly realized oh everybody is wanking and yeah. having amazing sex with themselves and I've just never explored this part of myself. She was quite old comparatively. I think it's nice that people are discovering it younger because there is more out there. Yeah, so many people have that
0: experience. Definitely a double-edged sword though, I think. In terms of people discovering it younger when you think about like porn and things.
1: I watched a TED talk. I wish I could remember who did it, but it was this older woman who is Mm. like a sex therapist probably. And she was talking about how she sleeps with a lot of younger men because she sort of has open relationships and i think it happens to be that most men her age don't really want that and she said she's seen the immense influence that porn has had on their expectations of what sex is she tells this story where she says like oh yeah and you know we were in bed and i'm quite a bit more confident than people they're probably used to having sex yeah. with yeah and he was kind of like okay so now i'll come on your face <laughs> sort of like <laughs> oh yeah, that's part of the experience as we all know. And she was like, I'd actually like you to not come on my face. Do you even want to come on my face? And he was like, no, but that's what's done. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose it's sort of almost a different issue because it's not the wanking early that's the problem. It's the porn.
0: Yeah. I can tell when I sleep with different men, I can tell who watches a lot of porn, who doesn't. Yeah. Because the sex is different. It's more aggressive and there's a lot of of coming on faces and it's a lot less but it can be a lot less respectful and communicative when did you first mark right i'm gonna get my notes up because mine's quite a tale <laughs>
1: i didn't wank when i was younger and it wasn't even really for me a shame thing i just genuinely did not have that curiosity that a lot of people have i think you know i know a lot of people who've had things of like oh i was hugging a pillow in a certain way and then it started to feel good and things got going and yeah eventually i realized what that was but i just never really yeah had that experience at all <laughs> this sounds ridiculous but i genuinely didn't think that wanking was something that people really did because i'd only yeah. really heard it spoken about on TV tv shows like friends where it's always referred to as a joke obviously it doesn't make sense but i think you know when you don't think too hard about something and it's just like oh yeah that's just a funny joke and you laugh because other people are laughing and it's not really part of your world exactly and nobody ever really spoke about it not even again in like a shameful way it's just it never came up until i was 18 and i remember specifically because i was on a school trip to london and it was my 18th birthday it was in september so i'm like at the beginning of the year and everybody Mm. got to drink prosecco because of me and I was sharing a dorm room in this hostel with some of my friends and somehow the conversation got onto wanking and everyone was talking about how they discovered wanking and I was like, oh my god. Um, That's so
0: nice though that at that age they were all talking about it. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, it was really nice and it was good as well because they all had come to it at different ages, in different Mm. ways. Do you want to hear something that will make your vagina shrivel? One girl, the way that she discovered wanking was when she was younger, like quite little. She fell down a slide right and split
0: open her vagina. <gasps> My vagina is shrivelled,
1: <laughs> And had to have it sewn up. And then the way she discovered wanking was she used to use the shower head on the warm setting to like soothe it. But then eventually that just turned into wanking. I think about that a lot. The idea of splitting open Whoa. your vagina. That's horrific. <laughs> but yeah, and then other people, it was like, oh yeah, the pillow thing. Um yeah. a couple of them had done the thing with like rolling up towels and stuff like this. Yeah. And it was like a nice group of people and they didn't push me to talk about it. But I genuinely just didn't say anything. Anything. I didn't yeah. even say like I've not wanked because I just felt like oh my gosh there's something wrong with me. Yeah. I mean even after that like I was a bit curious but not, it just wasn't a priority. You just went
0: first. Yeah, exactly. Um, you were running a Sherlock Holmes blog. <laughs> I
1: was living you my had best other, life. You had other
0: priorities. <laughs> Thinking about
1: university. Yeah. And then there were just a few moments which I think kind of led to me learning to wank. One of those was that I went to visit my friend who was living in Edinburgh at the time um, and she just started going to a pure gym which are open 24 hours and we did this like late night gym session where she taught me some stuff about lifting and it was very fun and we got to the end of the session and she was like i want to show you something come with me and she led me to this big round grey machine flat on the ground but a little bit raised like a podium and you go on it and there's like a dial that you can switch to different settings and she was like don't put it on five (laughs) why? and she was like just don't. just trust me. (laughs) so i put it on like two and went on and it vibrates and it essentially masturbates you. (laughs) i used to be a member at pure gym and
0: i've never seen this machine.
1: (laughs) it's meant to like relax your muscles and um, break up the lactic acid. yes yeah. Yeah, she was like when i first used it i put it on five and she just shook her head. And it felt nice. And I was like, oh, maybe actually if I tried with a vibrator, maybe that would like help things, you know, maybe that's kind of what I need. And then... I think it was when I was at uni. I was in my second year. And I'd sort of off and on, like, tried to wank. But I I think what the issue was, in part, was that I was always trying to get the result. Yeah, you I, weren't enjoying the ride. I was like, I just need to orgasm to be normal. Like, yeah. that was the feeling. And I actually think I ended up finding a website online. I tried to look for it for this episode, but I couldn't. The bit of it that I used was really good, where it was talking about, like, how to wank just physically, because it's talking about, like, engaging your pelvic muscles. And yeah. I think that was the other thing was... I'd always felt like it's something where something external does something to you, but you're not involved other than your hand. And actually it was like, oh no, you... Get involved in terms of like the muscles yeah. um, and everything. But it was odd as well in that there was like a whole section about like if you don't have a dildo, you can make one out of a carrot. And no!
0: It, <laughs> yeah. That was so many rumours <laughs> went around my school about like girls who would stick cucumbers up their vagina and. I think my fear would be just that it would break. Yeah, and then you'd be in e with a snap courgette Yeah, your... <laughs> Imagine if it was the courgette. The big courgette. Oh my god, I wouldn't want that thing anywhere near me.
1: And I ordered a vibrator, just a little like bullet one. And there was one day where both my flatmates were out and mm-hmm. you know, I'd read all of this stuff where it was like, you have got to set the mood. And I was like, yep, I'm by myself. I can just relax into it. I think I put some music on. I wasn't focusing on orgasming. I was just like, what feels nice and mm. being really in touch with my body that way. And then eventually I did orgasm and I literally remember being like, yes, <laughs> yes. I did it. A star for me. It was a long journey and I think it was made a lot longer. Not that, again, it's an issue when you get to these things but it's a weird thing where it was almost a self-fulfilling prophecy where I was so ashamed of having not done it, it made me more unable to do Do it it because I was so focused on doing it that I wasn't actually focused on pleasure.
0: Yeah, see I think I kind of just like figured it out very organically and I didn't know what an orgasm was until it happened to me. One of the things that shocked me most about it,
1: I'd imagined this like unbelievable, you can't even imagine how amazing it is yeah and don't get me wrong it's sick it's great like obviously physiologically what's happening is you're yeah. getting all of these amazing hormones flooding through you and all of these other things are going on and that's fantastic but also it is in the realm of what exists obviously and yeah. it's like oh this is a physical sensation it, it reminds me of like when you get drunk for the first time you can't imagine what it's like before it happens but then once it happens it's like oh oh w- okay yeah yeah this like, oh my gosh, it must be amazing. And, and it is great. I'm not trying to deny yeah. that. But I think it, I was always kind of looking for like, there will just be this instant switch that will change everything. And actually when I was more like, oh no, it's, it feels good in the same way that other things feel good on my body, like a massage or it makes it a
0: bit more attainable, I guess. I just didn't connect it to sex, really, because it was something that I did by myself, and it was not something I'd got from sex at that point, and that I think that was why I became kind of obsessed, mm-hmm. and why it was such a big secret, but I told one of my friends when I was really drunk, I was like, I have started masturbating, <laughs> <laughs> um... But I can only masturbate to girls. And that's when I realised that I was queer. Aww. Yeah. That's great. And then not long after I met my ex, he was a woman.
1: (laughs) In contrast, I told literally everybody. Um, And then I did a one-woman show about it. Of course you did. I was at university doing playwriting. I think, like, the week after I had started to wank, I had a stand-up comedy session where, by the end, we were meant to, like, have written a little... yeah he asked if anybody wanted to come forward and perform which i initially didn't because mine was about
0: wanking and i was like oh it's too embarrassing but it was
1: that thing of like a couple of people went up and then there was still like 15 minutes left and nobody was volunteering oh
0: and your your feet curl up and you're like i just need to do it to get this done and i think part of me as well was like i do want to do this like it's really
1: scary but i really loved my course i loved my playwriting group and i was like i can go but it's a bit rude (laughs) (laughs) and he was like that's fine it's comedy (laughs) Um, i think part of what made it so funny wasn't even what i was saying although you know it was funny it was yeah because I was embarrassed about it. Yeah. I was never able to recreate it the same, but it was great. And then I went on to do a one-woman show, a five-minute piece for uni, which was about wanking and learning to wank, which featured a talking vibrator called Viv. It ends in a triumphant wank dance to I Was Made For Loving You by Kiss.
0: (laughs) I love that so much. Do you have a recording of it?
1: No, we did. It was meant to be recorded, but the girl recording it messed up. So it never got recorded but i have pictures which i think i'll post on our socials honestly one of my best instagram posts that i've ever made the caption is like what's one thing we can all do while social distancing swipe for answer and the first frame is like a bit from the show where i don't know i'm holding the vibrator or something and then you swipe and it's me holding up this sign that i've made with like big cartoon letters saying wank Would you like to hear my stand-up about wanking, because I still have that somewhere. Yes, I would love to. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Wanking, eh? (laughs) 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 I don't know if any of you have ever wanked. I don't like to make assumptions about people, but if you haven't, you should try it. It's great. I never really masturbated much before. I was never really able to get into it. I was too in my own head, and I worried about whether that meant I was a bad feminist. But this weekend, something clicked into place. I think it was because I used music which helped me get out of my head. It wasn't sexy music. I didn't look up the soundtrack to Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) The first song to play was Let Me Entertain You by Robert Williams. (laughs) (laughs) The best moment during the wanking was when It's All About You by McFly came on and I was like, yeah, it is. (laughs) The only issue was, once I started, I really didn't want to stop. And I had plans this weekend. I had a birthday party I went to in the evening. And everyone I spoke to was like, what did you do today? And all I wanted to say was myself. (laughs) But I didn't. I just said I did some work. Which I did. Because I can multitask. Because like I say, one of the main problems I had with wanking before was that I was too in my own head. (laughs) I'd be getting in the mood. But then I'd just start thinking, oh, I have to write this essay for Thursday. But then I thought to myself. Why don't I just do it at the same time? Because that's the thing. Wanking comes in all shapes and forms. It's not all screaming and moaning and writhing on the bed. Sometimes it's just doing some quick admin with a finger on your clit. (laughs) Yeah, and then it ended on, hell, I could wank anywhere. Maybe I'm wanking right now. (laughs) Please tell me you, like, looked your tutor, like, dead in the eyes. Well, he was a visiting tutor. But I was very uh. proud because he does... It was, like, an actual guy who does yeah. stand-up and he found it really funny. He, like, lost it. And I was like, oh, my God oh my god i'm so funny um but my actual tutor who was recently on masterchef but he was fantastic and he has like the biggest booming laugh one of my biggest fears throughout my whole course whenever i tried to write something funny was that he wouldn't find it funny because he generally found funny moments and things but when i did the first like the first draft of the piece he literally laughed so hard that he collapsed to the floor on his knees (laughs) like he was gripping the back of a chair and it like slipped out from underneath him. And I was like, oh my God, i not not it. You know, it.
0: he like went home and told all his friends I as well.
1: So. Honestly, it's nothing I wanted more than to impress no. that man.
0: Next question. So we've sort of touched on this a bit already. How often do you wank? To be honest, it really depends on the state of my mental health. Like if I'm all good, not that often. If I'm in a bit of a hole, constantly. If I'm really depressed, not at all. That yeah. middle ground of <laughs> spicy sadness. <laughs> because i just need like something to get you going yeah but after my breakup i genuinely thought i had like a working addiction (laughs) (laughs) and i think it was just the thrill of him never being home anymore and he always made me feel kind of bad about it he would just take the piss a lot or like he'd get into bed and he'd have been playing xbox and i'd have been like i'm gonna go to bed and then just had a him for an hour and he'd like smells like vagina when I got my first vibrator, I was like, like, 22, 23? We bought things as a couple to use together because he said that he would find it, like, threatening and emasculating if I had a vibrator that I used without him. But I've not found that with any other men I've dated since. And I think we did kind of discover it as a couple, mm. um, which was nice. But, yeah, it was weird. And I think it kind of connected that, like, shame element again to it. He was very private about wanking
1: i don't want to say that you know people have to share that If obviously no one has to share anything but i think it can
0: be quite nice when you can share things like that because it just tells you a bit about what people like that's one of the reasons i asked david because i was like oh i want to know what you're really into and if that's something that i can do and i don't know when you're that intimate with someone you know i was with him for nine years and he never shared that with me I think sometimes it's
1: nice to have something that's just for you, Mm -hmm. like a certain fantasy or something. But I, yeah, have found it so useful to be able to talk openly about wanking and to say, "Oh, well, actually, when I'm wanking, this works or this doesn't." It's not necessarily the same in partnered sex as it is in solo sex, but it's been a very good starting point, I think.
0: It's a really safe way to explore what you like and to really, yeah, tune in to what you authentically
1: want outside of sort of worrying about the other person. Yeah.
0: How about you? How often do
1: Wank. Um, it also varies probably i'd say on average once a day but that is an average of like some days it will be a lot yeah. <laughs> and some days it will be no, none just because i don't know i'm busy or tired yeah um, Or oh yeah my mental health's in a hole <laughs> or i wank a lot because my mental health's in a hole
0: yeah <laughs> um there's such a fine line
1: i think as well i'm very much i find it easy to wank like a lot all at once if i
0: wanted to as in to, to orgasm multiple orgasms yeah. yeah same i don't know what that counts as <laughs> if you're in the metric. <laughs> If you know what I, I don't mean. Know. It's very inconvenient though, because once you get going and then that's why we always late things. I
1: think sometimes I do it as a sort of like, okay,
0: I'll let myself have an orgasm and then I'll write get this up. proposal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I worked from home when we were in our first job, you know, I'd work from home one day a week because I'm <laughs> therapy. <laughs> I would also like wank relentlessly. I remember
1: um there was this was it the sex education show or something that used to be on like bbc3 oh i can't remember what it was called yeah. but it was one of those very like naughties early 2010s kind of probably has aged terribly yeah um, bits of it would be people asking questions about sex which to be fair was probably very progressive for its time but yeah. i think sometimes things were a bit dodge but there was one boy who i think was like a teenager who asked like how often is like normal to wank and the answer was was like as much as you like but not so much that you hurt yourself
0: (laughs) so (laughs) i was like i guess that's sort of
1: true of everything (laughs)
0: everything in moderation
1: well not even in moderation just not so much that you physically injure yourself yeah (laughs) so the next question was what do you prefer to wank with hands toys or shower heads toys
0: I'm a toys kind of gal.
1: It was pretty split in terms of hands and toys. Fewer people said shower heads, but some did. Do you remember also, like a few weeks ago, my friends came over and I think we were playing this game that I made um, where you asked oh, questions. And I
0: yeah. <laughs> asked you why the shower head was always on that setting when you used my shower. Yeah, you and another
1: friend had assumed that whenever I was in your shower, I was wanking with the shower head because yeah. I would switch it to the jet setting, which I do not wank with a shower head. I just do that because it's better for
0: washing my hair (laughs) yeah no i was convinced no i think i just prefer the like separation of using the
1: yeah toy i had a friend say once that for her it used to be a real thing of like it made her feel less ashamed i kind of get that it's not
0: you exactly i think trigger warning here talk of sexual assault but since that happened i really struggled to do it with my hands because i think i've spoken to you before about not feeling Like I'm in my own body. Um, My body now feels very disconnected from myself. And I'm working on it and getting there, but good days and bad days. But if I use a toy for some reason, that makes it easier. I guess it's something you can ground to in a way, because it's a physical object
1: that
0: I'm holding. Mm -hmm. But yeah, physically cannot orgasm without a toy on my own.
1: I still think I prefer wanking with toys. I just... Broke my vibrator a little while ago and haven't replaced it yet.
0: You didn't c- get yourself a new one for your birthday? That would have been the best
1: No, birth- I, I should have those got those chains. Yeah, I thought you might. No, no. I'm <laughs> you got me those stamps. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that <sounds> so chill.
1: <laughs> they're, they're really nice stamps. <laughs> I'll get
0: you a vibrator for Christmas.
1: <laughs> Please. Yes, yeah, so I used to not be able to orgasm with my hand. I could only do it with a vibrator. I can't remember when that switched, but now I can do it with either. But I do think I have more intense orgasms with a vibrator. Oh Um, yeah.
0: And it's just a bit lazy. Yeah, it's nice. (laughs) Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Let it do its thing.
1: I think as well I like to mix it up. I think what I find is if I'm doing the same sort of thing a lot then the orgasm doesn't hit the same yeah so it's nice to mix it up uh, i saw a
0: meme the other day that was like who the fuck is orgasming on the setting on a vibrator that's like morse code who who's that for apparently some people really do having read a lot about different ways to
1: orgasm yeah when I orgasm
0: I feel like i'm in a learner driver car you know <laughs> and they're like yeah shuddering
1: forward i always imagined the reason for it is to edge yourself i wonder I if that but it's not long enough to edge me. once i've gotten to that stage when i'm wanking i find it really difficult to concentrate enough to change the settings. Mm. to like.. do you know what i mean? i'm like.. like, if i.. if i spend time thinking about what number is the morse code setting it's lost. yeah it's gone. So, we were talking about porn earlier. We asked, well, we asked what people's best activity was while wanking, and the options we gave were watching porn, reading erotica, imagining a fantasy scenario, none of the above. Do you
0: have a favourite? I'd probably say porn. I'm a basic bitch. Well, I am very picky about what I will and won't watch. I steer clear of Pornhub. That's what I started with when I was younger and saw some horrific shit. So, yeah, I'm quite selective. But I've heard a lot of people get like this, where you watch porn, and then as soon as you orgasm, you're like, "Oh," Because <laughs> you're like, why am I watching this? I'm disgusting! <laughs> Which I also experience. I'm like, oh god! <laughs> i've also been reading a lot of smutty books recently how's that been like i don't wank about it but it just keeps that kind of ticking it turns you on in a yeah in a different way but it's kind of starts
1: to get you in the mood yeah one of the other sex podcasts i listened to they were talking about different types of desire because there's spontaneous and responsive desire and naturally people at different points in their lives will have more of one than the other so some people they'll just be walking along and suddenly they're like my god i'm so horny some people they have to have the context to arouse them. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's not as clear-cut as you're one or the other. Like, there's combinations and everything else. I think that's some one of the nice things about reading erotica or... It's the gradual build. In the same way, like, sexting before you meet somebody yeah. or something like that. It's that, like, it's in your mind. You're already... it's the foreplay, really. Yeah,
0: it's the, like, I say when I wake up in the morning and David's brought me a cup of tea and he tells me I look nice and I'll get a kiss on the cheek or he'll like hold a door open for me or like give me a little squeeze while we're out. It's that like, I need all of that to then get to, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So most people said watching porn. Then it was imagining a fantasy scenario. Then it was reading erotica. I think for me, it's kind of a mix. I don't really watch porn. But I do have certain things. Like I get quite turned on by bondage. But it doesn't really yeah. need to be particularly like porny bondage. Porny bondage
0: can be so gross.
1: I mean, I think that was one of the things which when I was starting to think about wanking and things it was things like, I don't know, I'd watch a very, you know, normal TV show but yeah. someone would be tied up in it and I'd feel something funny in my tummy. Yeah. And that <laughs> like, kind of ooh. thing. And then from there I'll kind of think about like a fantasy scenario uh we had one recommendation for good porn i don't know how to say it it's
0: belisa.co
1: belessa plus yeah okay belessa.co yeah it's
0: what i (laughs) use (laughs) oh amazing is it good then yeah it's good and i've recommended it to friends as well who Mm. were like looking to explore that but didn't want to get like horrible stuff
1: i might genuinely start exploring that and then we could do an episode on porn because i've just i similarly i've never ventured into
0: it they get porn stars who've always wanted to sleep together ah so it's not just like i've come to fix your plumbing and they interview them at the beginning and be like why have you always been attracted to this person what is it about them and there's a whole narrative that
1: actually does sound really hot
0: and it's people that know each other and have a relationship and they're having sex because they want to have sex, not because there's 10 cameramen saying, fuck in this position.
1: I was never really curious about porn. And I think, yeah, the things that I have been turned on by that have been more visual have been in mainstream media, oh. but where there's been a narrative around, again, it's that context, I suppose. Yeah. It's not just, oh, I see two people fucking out of context and I'm turned on. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it just didn't do it
0: for me. And there's a subscription service called like Belessa Plus where you can sign up and pay monthly but it means you get access to more long form videos so you mm. get that build. And they have erotica, like mm. written stories.
1: We asked people to give us their best euphemisms for masturbating. Do you Ooh. have
0: any? My go-to one and one that me and my ex would use when we were joking around was um flicking the bean yes i've heard you say that flicking the bean i just think it's funny because it sounds like it's a little big bean
1: i find it funny as well because your brother's dog is called bean
0: oh god <laughs> i had never thought about that i think you just ruined that phrase for me
1: it's because you say bean like when you talk about that dog in the same way you say flicking the bean like you put a real
0: emphasis I on go, the, bean.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: flicking the be- Oh oh that's so wrong oh i'm sorry so katie what's your favorite word for wanking i don't know you Um, just say wanking really? i think i just like the word wank i think it's so multifaceted see i don't think i started referring to it as wanking before like we became friends because i think like flicking the flicking the bean is kind of cute and not visceral i like that
1: wank is a bit it's visceral but in a soft way yeah it's got softened edges (laughs) i don't know how to explain (laughs) what i mean (laughs) it's not like and masturbate is just a bit too medical somehow i don't even know if it is medical have you heard that's about how like vibrators came into being yes
0: Yes. yeah about women
1: and hysteria yeah they were just so hysterical because they were so horny yeah and then all the doctors were like i'm so sick of wanking these women off (laughs) (laughs) it's not the best euphemism. It's just one I've never understood, and I thought you might be able to enlighten me, yeah. or I can
0: Google it. Hand shandy. What hand does it shandy. mean? I think it's just because you're using your hand on yourself. A shandy is like not a proper beer. You can get. <laughs> <laughs> Did you Google it? Yeah. No. Google. <laughs> no, it was fine. It's just that
1: I went on the Wikipedia etymology page, and it it's got a synonym. What's the synonym? Hamshank. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, it's Cockney rhyming slang. Okay. Oh. Ham Hamshank wank. Okay. Oh. Fine. Ha- okay. I was just like, what
0: does that mean? <laughs> See, I thought because. <laughs> You need to know what a shandy is. So a shandy it's is type like a drink, isn't it? Yeah, it's like half beer, half lemonade. Or like right. a lager top is like beer and then a little bit of lemonade on the top. Mm-hmm. So it's like not a real beer. Hand shandy is not a real like some people might see that as not really sex. Or it could just be got me rhyming slang. <laughs> oh no, it's worse, according to Urban Dictionary. Oh what's oh God's
1: sake. Hand shandy noun a wank. Synonyms. Five knuckle shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> hand-to-gland combat. (laughs) A date with Mrs. Palm and her five lovely daughters. Um, And then it gives a little example of it in a conversation. Colleague A. (laughs) Why colleague? I don't know. Where's Paul gone? Colleague B. Off for a hand shandy, I bet. (laughs) Oh. What workplace is this? Oh, Gladys, don't wait up for me. I'm off for a hand shandy. Uh, spanking the monkey <laughs> oh yeah i've heard that one before <laughs> so on urban dictionary a sexual act carried out by all classes of society amongst males of solitary habits upon their own loins or by a female upon the loins of a male so no acknowledgement of... no women don't wank see uh, it involves the manual manipulation of the male organ in order to achieve sexual solace i love it when they call it the male organ as though they don't have like a heart or liver yeah they just have a cock <laughs> This is the gross bit. It is believed that the term refers to the white froth found floating on a glass of shandy. And the similarities between this foam and the effluxion, never heard that before, of sexual fluid that occurs during the moment of male solace.
0: Oh, so they're comparing, like, the foam on a, on a bev to spunk. Yeah. That is rotten (laughs) to its core. (laughs) that is rotten to the core Um, I'm never gonna drink a shandy again I won't start (laughs) yeah don't gosh I wish I'd not asked now so what were some of the sluts answers to their favourite words for wanking diddle the skittle oh i like that <laughs> what
1: i quite like about like euphemisms for wanking is you can kind of replace like somethinging with something with anything jacking off is that about the motion like as a Jack. jackhammer and could you
0: like wank someone off
1: mm, one of my friends this is a chinese phrase i don't know how to say it in chinese but he was talking to me about it this weekend so it translates to hitting a plane i thought he meant as in the plane as your penis but the way that he interprets it is that you come and the come <laughs> flies out of your penis with such force and intensity that it that hits, hits a plane,
0: plane. <laughs> oh <God>. pretty cool <laughs> i about his ejaculation <laughs> what is your gold star this week meg wearing a bikini that shows my stomach on holiday it was the skimpiest bikini i've ever wore and i'm currently at the biggest i've ever been but it felt great and oh. i felt so much more comfortable because i wasn't like sucked in by loads of fabric it felt great to swim in when i first went to the pool i was like oh god what if someone comes over and like tells me to cover up because i'm not really thin and then that gradually went away and i was like oh yeah, everyone else is so worried about what they look like that no one gives a fuck about what I'm wearing. We bought some goggles and I did some handstands in the pool and Ew. it was great. Wear the bikini. No one fucking cares. What's your gold star moment?
1: Uh, do you know what? I'm going to do one that's linked to that which is that I've had this pair of shorts for years. The cute ones you were wearing at the weekend. Yes, and they're quite short shorts and I literally wore them for the first time this weekend. I've always been scared of wearing them because of my legs. Similar to what I was Talking about at the beginning of the episode, I was like, no, I like them. I want to wear clothes for the body that I have now. It deserves some love. Thank you so much for listening to episode four of Salute Era. We really hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did.
0: I hope we have inspired you to go and have a wank tonight.
1: While somebody was watching my one-woman show about wanking, she said that at the end she heard a woman behind her who she did not know turn to her friend and say, well, I know what I'll be
0: doing tonight. (laughs) If we have inspired someone to have a wank, that's going to be my, like... That's going to be your gold star moment. Yeah, because I'm currently (laughs) unemployed. I've achieved nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But if one of you guys has a wank, my life has meaning again. we're really putting good into the world yeah
1: we really are we're doing God's work (laughs) thank you to all of you who have written in or fed back about how you're enjoying the podcast thank you to everybody as well for getting involved on our socials it really means so much when you share your stories and your opinions
0: next time we're going to be looking at body image body image
1: and how that affects sex relationships that sort of thing
0: and of course Katie is currently reading a book about it
1: yes it's called Fat is a Feminist Issue this is actually the second time that I've read it and the last time I read it was when I was doing another theatre piece about body image which I'm sure you'll hear all about next episode Yay! (laughs) we love to hear about my old theatre pieces from university
0: (laughs) thank you so much for listening guys and we will see you in the next episode
1: go have a wank (laughs) slide era is coming
0: soon